Welcome to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. Let's start in the top corner. Mark Valentine, how are you doing tonight? Hello, sir. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. Marky Mark, inspired by UWF Plus last night. I got me some bell tonight for dinner. <sighs> I'm so jealous. So if I have to go in the middle of the show, don't mind me. Uh, Ethan, how are you doing tonight? I'm well. I am, uh, I'm excited to be here as always. I always appreciate you guys uh, allowing this weirdo to come in and hang out with you. So. Good Marky Mark, I don't think we heard how are you doing, by the way. I forgot to ask that. I know. I was going to say, Brian, if you have to leave, I hope you have a Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey -o. And joining us again, our special guest tonight, we got one extra weirdo. He's the number one fan of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> so we couldn't shut him out of the finale episode, even though Piano Rob was unable to join us. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Willie, how you doing, Dwayne? I'm doing great. Ooh. Excited to be here. Love the show, obviously. So I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, there was a Marvel Monday today for Disney product. And holy crap, did they drop a whole lot of stuff that they were holding on to. We're getting started off hot with Brian Ferguson said the show missed the mark from episode one. Could have been so much better. The finale was lacking and it showed. This show was a failure from the start. Failure strong. Yeah. So Sam Wilson is the only one, uh, obviously the only one worthy to carry the shield. The Flag Smashers was also a thumbs down. I don't disagree with that take. We'll talk about it in a bit. James is already giving him crap. We got a lot of people here in the comments. We'll give everybody else kind of a moment to roll in, but let's start. Let's start with our lowest on the rung, Ethan. Oh wow! No, no, no! I meant in excitement for the show. <laughs> right. That's what I meant. Oh, 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 why are you the way that you are? Yeah. Why, why, Brian? Are you the way that you are? No, no. I. So I have felt the same way as Brian. I actually can say to the affirmative that I actually really didn't mind the finale. I think the finale is sort of what I hoped for throughout the entire show, and I did enjoy it. I think that overall, which I know we'll get into our overall thoughts, but overall the finale itself was pretty good. Pretty good. Alicia says she's going to need that spirit jersey if you have not seen it, the new Captain America spirit jersey. Mark Valentine has it on order. I have it on order. Marky Mark is keeping his eyes out for it. There's going to be a lot of good stuff uh, going on. And shocking, Alicia says she needs an, another spirit jersey. Are we all going to wear them at the same time and go twinsies on the show? We may have to. We almost have to. Are you ordering it, Ethan? I, I, I'm sure I could. I'll find it. <laughs> if they all make right. it in big boy size. That's right. you know. If they make it in big boy size, I'll wear it. Well, we're going to go from the lowest rung to the highest rung of the oh my show. Gosh. Dwayne, you love this show. Did the finale? Did the finale do it for you, too? Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved it from start to finish. Uh, just like, I mean, I to be completely honest, yeah, there's a couple things that I wish they had done different. Sure. That being said, I enjoyed it from start to finish, episode one through episode six. Uh, I got it. There was lots of good moments for me. Um, you know, I'll just say this. I may or may not have shed a tear in this episode a little bit. Um, Make but, sure you uh, tell us when you might have. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm there's a couple spots, there. but there was one spot, and it actually kind of surprised me. I, we'll talk about it probably early on, um, but uh, it was good for me. I, I enjoyed it. Marky Mark, what did you think of it? Uh, the series as a whole was good. It had its flaws, um, some up and down, some storylines that 
weren't fully realized. I, I, I think it, I kept thinking of Game of Thrones, how, you know, they had time to prepare, had time to set up and it just didn't get, everything didn't get resolved. I think instead of six episodes, it should have been eight for us to actually care and get invested in the Flag Smashers didn't. John Walker, he literally went from the most hated character in the Marvel Universe to just like that, we're supposed to be cool. Um, it felt kind of rushed. The series finale, or whatever it was, season finale, um, kind of reminded me of Endgame. It was a good, solid ending. It's not the best entry. It has its flaws, um, but I really enjoyed it. We need to do an episode of United We Fan just on Endgame because you referenced many flaws that that movie has that I just don't see, and we yeah, never have time. To, we never have time to to really break it down. And now's now's not Infinity the time. Infinity War is a better movie. I, uh, Mark Valentine. Well, uh, yes, Infinity War is a better movie. That's why we voted it. Mark Valentine, in that Falcon and Winter Soldier. He started it. He started. <laughs> uh, well, I listen. I uh, I share many of Marky Mark's sentiments of the series overall. Uh, was it perfect? Absolutely not. Will I watch it uh, again? I will. There was a lot there that I really did enjoy. I loved the character development of Sam Wilson. I loved the stuff that we got from Bucky Barnes. Uh, and so I loved the dynamic between the two of them. I think the two of them are awesome and amazing. Uh, was it, you know, was it as good for me as say some of the stuff that we saw in WandaVision? No, it wasn't. Ultimately, you know, I, I had this above WandaVision. I'll talk about this later, but um, some of the, some of the stuff that the payoff for it this week, um, it left, it left me wanting, let me just say it that way, but I, I did enjoy it. The thing that I said to all of you in the chat was we are so spoiled now in the MCU that we're not even into phase four yet. We're not even there. We are watching the in-betweens of what was supposed to be content to hold us over in between movies. So we are so spoiled that we are nitpicking the, uh, the, the toppings that are on top of the MCU Sunday. So we are getting more Marvel than we ever had. We're not even into phase four. So I can't be too hard on it because again, Kevin Feige and Marvel, they had to, they had to work out of order. We were supposed to have other movies that were released. This was not supposed to come out in, in the way that it did. We picked apart Val last week that like we, we really did. Like I listened back to our episode last night, right? And we all picked apart Val and Julia, and Julia, you know, Louis Dreyfus and saying like, you know, it didn't land. We weren't supposed to get her in this I year. liked her. I, I defended her. I liked you her. You did. You did. Yeah. As did Piano Rob. Um, but for the most part, the panel, like it it just didn't, it missed the mark. Because it's really like Seinfeld. Yeah. I, that's it, all I said about her. So yeah. it well, Brian, Brian Ferg is coming at me in the comments right now and saying that's an excuse for a bad show. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad show. It had really great moments. It had great sequences. It had great dialogue. There were some scenes that really landed. And there were some things, we're, we're being honest, that for some of the panel here just missed the mark entirely. So for me, it's like the tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. 
It was Ooh. the best of shows. It was the worst of shows in some regards. But I'm being fair to it. Brian Ferguson just he doesn't he doesn't like the show. If there was only a platform in which he could come on and 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 speak about it, um, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I love Brian Ferguson so much, but we 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 fundamentally disagree about the show. Mark, you talked about a potential season two. Mar or Marvel has not shut that down. They uh, nominated shows for the Emmys, or not nominated, but they put things up for nomination. WandaVision is in the limited series category, making it a one and done. And Falcon and Winter Soldier is not in the limited series category. It's in the regular drama. So season two seems seems likely. Um, but we got news at the end of it here. But let's get into it, gentlemen. One of the things that did not fall flat for me is <laughs> my dad says I'm not clear to Brian Ferguson, not like the show. Um, hey, Dr. Bruce. The very first thing we get, and Mark, if you could give us that wonderful visual that we have of Sam in his Captain America suit in full glory. The suit did everything for me. It's straight out of the comic books. The red, excuse me, the red, white, and blue in the wings. That scene when he jumps out of the window and chases after the shield going after the helicopter was amazing. Uh, Dwayne, did the suit, the suit I'm assuming did it for you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was amazing. I loved it. Right. I mean, right out of the gate, you know, it, uh, it was everything and more than, than I was mm -hmm. e even expecting. Ethan, did the suit do it for you? Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I also am, you know, one of those people that have did a lot of research trying to come into this show because I enjoyed the episode. So I'm trying to be as well versed as possible. And someone brought up the fact that the suit only has two stripes, whereas Steve Rogers had three. Um, and my dad was also in the, uh, the military. He was in the air force. And I know a lot about the missing man formation. So I wondered if any of you picked up on or thought about the fact that the, the missing stripe may be a tribute to, um, his buddy, Steve Rogers, I thought that was a really interesting, someone threw it out there in the interwebs and I, you know, sort of picked up on it and I'm curious if anyone else saw that, but the suit definitely landed with me. I thought it was really quite cool. Patrick says, I need the Sam Wilson, Captain America Funko Pops. They dropped four different ones today, a Walmart exclusive, a GameStop exclusive, an Amazon exclusive and the common run. Uh, we were talking about that before we came on and Marky Mark, also wants said Funko, but he's very frustrated on how difficult people are making it. Um, but overall, I think Mark only wants the Funko because he loved the suit as well. <laughs> I I loved everything about it. It was extremely uh, comic book accurate as you could make it. I know Marvel has tried it in the past. I mean, the first Avengers movie, they tried to get kind of a comic book looking Captain America suit that didn't work. The best Captain America suit that's out there. From the first Avengers? Yes, that bright blue. Absolutely. Who, who are you? Anyways, um, so I'm happy they did it. It looked great. It looked epic. Um, you know, sometimes they just, they don't hit, but that one definitely took off. I loved it right away. I'm also glad they didn't tease it or do like kind of like a Jaws yeah, thing. where you it see, for a whole week. Well, no, I meant like, is they didn't do like a jaws thing where you see a fin or a side of the shark. They just said, we're going to show you the suit. Here he comes through the window. We got the suit. Let's move on. Even so, fully illuminated too. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. cool. Seeing him streak across the sky before we saw it was, was pretty neat. Mark Valentine. Did it work for you too? Yeah. I mean, it, it gave me chills. Like it was 
that that was the moment that I think for most of us that were watching, uh, that was most of us where we just we either fist pumped or we said like that's my that's my cap, that's yeah. my cap. Yeah. And if, he... you, if if you didn't, you can show yourself out. <laughs> Bye, Brian. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, it really worked for me. How sure of himself he was of I'm Captain America, like plain and simple. He is he is mentally there. He was mentally ready to go. Um, and that that suit came with a lot of a lot of really good ones. So we'll move on to our our next topic, please, if we have them. Perfect. So he we talked about it earlier. We saw the picture. He jumps out that window. He chases down that shield into the helicopter chase. He falls into the ocean. Things falling on top of him. Very reminiscent of Iron Man, both at the beginning of the Avengers and Iron Man three when he comes flying up out of the water. Really, really cool there. Kind of filling the void that Steve Rogers had, obviously being Captain America, but filling that that Tony Stark void that's that's currently still got a hole in our heart. There he is. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, just listening on the audio, Brian Ferguson just joined the chat, and it is so good to see your face. And I cannot wait. Sorry about so, that. Brian, now he's getting a call. He's getting at a call. Least tell me, <laughs> at least tell me that the suit worked for you. Oh, I love the suit. All right. Now, now where, where this show missed for me, and I apologize oh, if there's a crazy echo. Um, and you're more than welcome it, to hang out as long as – if you just need to get it off your chest and then bail, that's fine too. But you're more than welcome to stay for the whole show. I appreciate that. No, I, what where it missed for me was – there's there's just so much dialogue so much so much so much and and i think we're missing out on um for one i think they wrote out like the the main plot for the show and i think that they tried to cover that up the best they could mm -hmm. and um there's there's a lot going on in the show and it's it's almost confusing when you're watching it you're, you're sitting there and you're like what what just happened and I mean, like the, the last episode, Sharon Carter just kind of comes out of nowhere, you know, in the whole scene with. Uh, uh, yeah, she rips her face off Mission Impossible style. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? Man? I don't so, know. I just missed it. Missed the mark for me. I thought it wasn't good. So for those that those that don't know, um, when you say they, they rewrote the plot a little bit with the Flag Smashers, can you tell us what you're referencing? Uh, I think there was supposed to be some type of virus. Yep. There's supposed to be um, some and, sort of chemical warfare virus, something or other right. with COVID. They decided to Yeah, nix it. And I understand, I understand that completely, but they could have held off a little bit, I think. Um, and maybe maybe did their due diligence and 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 maybe put more writers on there that that had a little more creativity. That's just my thinking. Which that plot point would have made a lot more sense in the greater narrative of what, what their aim was. Was life was good when there were half the people on the planet. Now that everyone is back, it causes so many problems. So depopulation made so much more sense. They they neutered, they essentially neutered their cause. They kind of made them more and and Brian, I agree with you. They made them more of a distraction in the show. Yeah. Than, than an actual threat. There were it didn't seem like there were a whole lot of stakes when it came to the flag smashers as a movement. Yeah, we, like we it, got one building that got blown up. It, it's it, like correct. So okay. it, well. where and and I agree with you. That's a really valid critique. Where this show suffered at times, where it, it didn't seem like there were stakes with this show. That it seemed like they had uh, they had gone a weaker route 
knowing what the original intent of the writers were. I understand that we were living through that and it would have, you know, who know, who knows how people would have perceived it, but it would have made more sense. I agree for the writers to go and say, listen, we, we need to come up with something to give the flag smashers cause rather than just like, let's disrupt a meeting and kill a few senators. Like I, I thought about that. And, and again, that's, that's what fell flat for me on this episode. Let, let's say they accomplish their goal and they drop both of those armored cars into the water and off of a building. They're, like Brian said this last week, that's the only Senator. Like there are other yeah. politicians in the world that probably would have been even further emboldened to carry out that cause because of that action. And as a result of it. So it just, that, that aspect of it did not land. And it's so hard to suspend your disbelief when you just don't buy into the, that, that greater narrative. That said, where the show really excelled for me, Bri, and I want to get your opinion on this. I want to ask you this. The action sequences for me were jaw-dropping good in this, in this show. From the opening of the show and the aerial stuff to the helicopter in this, this was the classic Marvel action that we have come to know and love. That's where I really enjoyed this show was it excelled in the visuals and the action sequence. Did it do that for you? Are you talking to me? Brian, yeah. Okay. No, it didn't. Brian with uh, an eye for old time's sake. I um I I I feel like they could have I feel like they could have done more on the action sequences. Uh the last the last episode, uh the helicopter scene, um it was good. I didn't hate it, but I just feel like there was there was more there. I mean, you got Captain America flying around with his with his brand new wings and he's got the shield and um, the the whole helicopter scene. It just seems like with all of his tech, he could have done a lot more than what he what he did with the helicopter scene. Um, was it cool? Yeah, it was pretty cool to watch, but I, I wasn't in like riveted to my seat to where it was like, oh, man, that was bad. It, it just didn't do it for me. Did, the, did at least the opening scene of the series do it for you with that? Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that was pretty. Dis cool. Disney Colt is asking why is Wolf rubbing his hands together like a plate of Taco Bell just landed in front of him. Wolf, you've been looking like you want to chime in here for a minute, so let's get <laughs> just, to you. I'm just so glad Brian is here because I feel like yes, it's working. Feel the hatred. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just really <laughs> Brian's here and he's kind of backing me up. I have felt the same way he has from the very beginning. And I'm just glad that there's somebody else kind of like, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. <laughs> Does anybody want to go to bat for the Flag Smashers? Because I don't disagree. I, they weren't a, a well-developed villain. And I'm very happy with the story that Sam Wilson and Bucky got around. Not a strong villain because I still feel the rise as Captain America for Sam Wilson really, really worked, even though the villain wasn't, wasn't fully developed. Marky Mark, do you have any thoughts there? I... I feel bad for her, the head of the Flag Smashers, because now this is the second character she's played in a major franchise that I was like, why was this hyped up so much? She's um, the same character she played, the exact same character she played in Solo. That's just it. I, I remember when that happened and I said to myself, I guess I'm not a big Star Wars fan because I don't get why this was such a big, like, supposed to be moment it didn't hit me that much and then everyone was excited for her she's a talented actress not saying that in any way but Absolutely. unfortunately she keeps getting the end of rewritten 
productions and her character suffers a lot for it. And you all nailed it. Okay. Like you said, if they achieve their goal, someone's going to take it up. They're going to accomplish nothing and they're going to be dead. Okay. They could be like Hydra and there's going to be more flag smashers. They're not done, but I, Mark, you put it perfectly. They neutered their cause. They made them very anticlimactic. They're definitely, they're, maybe we should do like the weakest villains in the MCU. Her and Whiplash can be up there. Um, but yeah. They weren't committed to making her a villain either, which was the mm. other. That, that and was Sam not, wasn't willing to accept it either. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That, was, that was the biggest problem was, I mean, she, she killed Lamar. She killed him. And, and laughed about it. Yeah, or and, insulted and him. I, it seems to me, and like th this was this was the craziest part. There was only one character in the show that seemed to understand or at least say who they were, and no one else in the show did, which which made it like really like really, which was Zemo, which was like they have to die. That that's the only way that this can go. They have to die. Everyone else seem to really like tiptoe around the idea of they're they're victims of circumstance and they've been radicalized by you know uh all of these other things but they're doing they're doing bad things and i felt like they really tried to over rationalize their um their motives and in doing so it just it left you saying who is the who's the bad and all there was no bad and it fell it fell flat Mouse Ears of Magic said, I'm still shocked they killed him off. I thought he was going to have a bigger part in the future. Uh, tell us who you're talking about, Mouse Ears, because I would assume in context Lamar. you meant Z oh, yes, oh yeah, Lamar. 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 Okay, I'm, I, I thought he meant yeah. Zemo. And I was yeah, like, I Zemo's not dead. <laughs> when when they were loading up those Slag Smashers to go back to the raft, I had I was like, oh, no, they're going to be in the Thunderbolts. And I and I was done with the Flag Smashers in general. So I'm, I was very happy when the butler showed up. And I, I would like to truck. the butler did it. Yeah, and I would like to get I Dwayne and I had a long-winded conversation about this because I would really like to get into Lamar again this week, having the uh, that one scene where then he looks at the Medal of Honor. I I revisited all of that and went back to the previous week. Brian, I think I talked to you about this too that I thought the show really missed the mark with John Walker. Let's do it when we get to the Home Depot show. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's do it when we get there because I've got I've got thoughts there too, but I kind of want to stay within the the sequential order of the episode. So our next topic: anybody else have anything on the helicopter chase? Really, really, uh, Brian didn't quite match what he wanted, but it worked for me. I think a lot of that might be just that it was at nighttime, giving it very dark night vibes. So I was going to say that I think if they would have done that in the daytime and put a little more CG to it, it would have it would have been beautiful. But since it was at night. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that you couldn't obviously does, see. So, does anybody, Marky Mark. does anyone take anything from it that the show started and almost ended the same way with Sam and a helicopter? Like with Redway, was it supposed to show how far Sam's come along? How that's, that's what I thought. The, that's what I thought the Batrock fight scene was. Mm -hmm. Is how much stronger Sam was because he went hand to hand with Batrock again. When yeah. in the first scene, it didn't really work in his and favor. And you saw at all. the look on his face when Sam was actually holding his own. Batrock was like, "Oh crap, I have to actually yeah. try now." Yeah. Rest in peace, Batrock. <laughs> oh, I know. Talk about waste again. Yeah. Could we? Could we just? Could we just um, talk about Red Wing for a second? Thank you. Welcome back, my friend. 
So I know Piano Rob is going to feel bad because his sign off is now gone. That we don't. That is another. That is another thing that made Sam feel like Iron Man is when Red Wing came apart when he was lifting up that truck and Red Wing was able to push the the truck up just like in Spider Man Homecoming when Tony's putting the boat back together. Oh man, that was that was really cool. Um, But Bucky, the entire Bucky plot line in the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes was really kind of frustrating for me. All of a sudden he was willing to try and see Carly the way Sam had been seeing Carly. Uh, takes the phone call and everybody gets out of the building. Just everything with Sharon. Again, Sharon, we're going to talk more about that. Um, I called it though. Um, but just but Bucky riding that motorcycle and flipping off of the motorcycle into those guys and then saving everybody in the back of that armored vehicle. Like Bucky is the man. I really thought that his uh, metal arm was going to come off when he was ripping that apart. Um, but as Bucky's saving the day, we'll move on to our next topic. And Mark Valentine, we're going to toss it to you. John Walker and the Home Depot Shield make their appearance. So uh, this this scene, let me preface this by saying this scene worked for me. When um, he has a really tough decision to make about the the mission. Basically, it's it's either the mission or vengeance. Because he has a chance to exact the vengeance that you think that he has wanted now. And that's why he's there. And then he realizes, he looks at the Medal of Honor. And he realizes, for me in that moment, he realizes again who he was. But he also realizes the men and the man that looked at that medal before he even was the shield. That that medal was John Walker. And to me, that was the moment when he thought about Lamar. He thought about everything. It all came back to him. The better, the better man that he could have been. And he tosses the shield aside, so almost thereby surrendering his future as Captain America to say, I'm not Captain America, but I am, damn it, I am still, I am still the hero, and I am still better because of that. And I why didn't that, why didn't he have that realization when he welded it onto the shield in the first place? Exactly. Well, that so there there were a few there were a few things that then made it really <clears throat> clunky writing for me, Brian. Because then I thought of two things is one, why didn't he have to have that realization beforehand? And two, to go back to the previous week when he lied to Lamar's parents to cover up, that to me could have been a really powerful sequence. That could have been his turn. We didn't need to wait until this week to get that turn. It would have been better in that sequence if the interaction with mom and dad had been truthful and say, I made a mistake. I screwed up. And Lamar died because of it. And then to have Lamar's parents return to him to say, you didn't screw up. He followed, like he would have followed you anywhere. And you were a hero to him before the shield and before the suit. And Lamar loved you. And then that would have really have rung with me. It would have given us so much more, I think, joy out of, instead of it coming off as cheesy and clunky, him then putting the medals on there would have had so much more significance than looking like the Home Depot shield. If the, if the moment with his parents had really hit us a little bit harder of, I remember who I am. And that could have been done so much better. We didn't need to wait until, you know, he looked at the medal and threw the, threw the shield aside to then start to say, he's redeeming himself for us. He's still not perfect. Some people said in the comments, he's still, you know, he's still a, I don't want to say the word because we're audio and we're trying to be friendly. Only Mark gets to curse on the show. His middle initial is F. Yeah. Um, but to me, this could, it really could have been a moment that I think he could have started to 
to turn, and that could have been last week. I did like the moment. I just I felt like they missed a lot of opportunities, and this is what Brian is kind of saying that it's the show missed the mark. There were times that the writing really felt lazy, or they just really missed a golden opportunity to make it better. Sorry for the monologue, guys, but this was the one. This was the one part that I talked. I texted Dwayne. I texted Brian. I got really fired up about this moment to say, why did they waste the whole scene the week before with Lamar's parents? That could have been such uh, a more useful scene to me. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we talked about when he received those three medals of honor, he says, yeah, three reminders of the worst day of my life. It lingered on him staring at that medal of honor. And it was a prime time to flash back, even just in quick glimpses of what he went through in Afghanistan that earned him those medals of honor to see his relationship with, with Lamar and why he's fighting the way he's fighting. And it didn't have to be a two minute thing. It could have been just quick flashes of him and Lamar hunkered down somewhere and saving lives of people that that would have made a lot of sense. It did seem lazy is not the way I would put the writing. I would say it was incomplete. I wouldn't call it lazy because it's still a million times better than what I can do. Um, but Brian, a couple people have been speaking for you. Have they been able to kind of summarize kind of what you've been kind of thinking as you watch this show? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I had a hard time with this show. I did. I watched it one time each episode wow. um, where WandaVision, I was watching like five, six times uh, on the, on the low level. Um, and that's like episodes one and two. So I don't know, man, this, I, I felt like it could have been a lot better. I, 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 I agree with you, Brian. I, I, I think that it should, I think it was not lazy writing. I think it was just incomplete. I I'm agree excited. with that a thousand percent. I'm excited for uh, Marvel Studios Assembled which is the making of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That'll be on Disney Plus this Friday. I hope they're honest with how much COVID impacted the filming of that of that show. Um, Dwayne, how about John Walker and the Home Depot Shield? Um, you know, I guess uh, I, I must be the, you know, glass half full guy probably. But um, I feel like you're that in like everything in life, though. Well, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to be. So, uh, I, you know, that's that's somewhat on purpose. But uh, admirable. Thank you. You know, I. Uh, I liked it. You know, there was some things. I, I mean, obviously, there's things wrong with all of it, but I liked uh, the scene. And, and there was a part and I wrote it down um, when Carly says, uh, you know, she says, I didn't mean to kill him. And then she follows it up with, um, she said, I don't want to kill somebody whose life didn't matter. Yeah. And that line, and then John said, Lamar's life didn't matter. And then he like, he wigged, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that was a, to me, that was a powerful moment. Um, and then of course, you know, him, him making that decision, you know, Hey, do I do what's right? Or do I go after vengeance? He obviously did what was right. And, um, and still just, came up short. Yeah. Captain America had to come to the rescue. Right, which is which is exactly, you, you know, you asked me one of the scenes that I kind of got, you know, a little choked up on. It's actually that one, which I know is the weirdest probably scene for that to happen. But when when Captain America saves the day of that whole thing and the two guys are just down there standing and the one the one gentleman says, "That's Black Falcon." And the other guy says, "No, that's Captain America." I'm not going to lie. I had a tear run right Ooh. down the side of my face. 
that moment right there. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, I realized they, you know, it's cheesy. Maybe it's textbook. It's exactly what they were supposed to do. I don't care. I bought it. I loved it. And I felt that moment. And that, that really, with that at the end, that really wrapped that scene up for me. Good. Let's move on to our next topic. We'll start this one with Ethan. Um, and we're going to move on with um, Sharon being the power broker. The weakest part, including the Flag Smashers, I would say the weakest part of the entire show. Um, Ethan, I, I mean, I told you it was coming. Um, yep. And and it, it, it was the flattest part of this episode, the flattest part of the show. Any surprises here? Anything that excites you about any of this? To be truthful, no. I, I still sort of struggle with the idea of the power broker and what she does. It seemed as though in like, you know, that final cutscene, which I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but it, it just felt like, you know, if, if she's this powerful person and she's the power broker, then why she got to report to somebody that to me just didn't land. Um, I didn't, I didn't really like, I liked, I liked Sharon Carter in the other films. I thought that she was a good character and it just didn't feel like the character that we had met in the other films. So it was, it was, it didn't hit with me and this whole, this whole, like, you know, we've sort of talked about for me, but this whole series just didn't really hit, um, you know, so this was another, I was just kind of like, okay, what's next? Marky Mark and I, I believe are on the same page. It doesn't feel like it's the same character that we've met because it's not the same character that we've met. Marky Mark, do you want to tell the people what we both believe? Yeah, and let's just so, let's just knock the post credit scene out now. I know, like sequentially, let's just knock it out now, where she gets her life back, and then she's still dirty. And the whole Apple iPhone conspiracy. Check out Kevin Smith if you want to learn more about villains can't use iPhones in anything. Uh, but Marky Mark, why is she not the same person? Um, first off, Brian, you definitely did call it in episode one, but by episode two it was pretty obvious that she was so still shout out to brian for getting it right away um but i wish they would have played it more of a mystery but at the same time i'm glad they didn't so that it wasn't another marvel fan theory that people were going to overanalyze so i'm kind of glad that they made it pretty clear right away um and um but it's not my sharon carter i i will admit (laughs) You know, we saw her in Winter Soldier. We saw her in Civil War. And, but we couldn't really do much with her in Infinity War. We couldn't do much with her in Endgame. So there sadly wasn't a chance for us to get character development. So something happened between Civil War and now at some point a scroll took over Sharon Carter. Hopefully she is still alive. And just her look. Up. I mean, they don't take over the bodies, but they take over her yeah. looks. So but then where is she? Yeah, where is she? Um, because you know, if she is free, she is out there kicking someone's butt. Um, she will not just sit back and let someone pretend to be Sharon Carter. So will the real Sharon Carter please stand up? That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> uh, Katie said she just got off work and she's listening while driving. So drive hey. carefully. Katie, but we wanted to, we were waving at you. Uh, yeah, but I, I think she's, anniversary. I think she's absolutely a scroll. Mark, Mark's video was just delayed a little bit. I think she's absolutely a scroll. I don't think she's going to be a main player in Captain America 4. I do expect her to be a main player in Secret Invasion. Um, 
so we'll see we'll see more going there. Marvel's always got something in the fire. She has to be a scroll. She has to be not Sharon Carter because there's too many things about Sharon Carter. And it, it, it really just made me mad when the senator talked about the family's history because she's not living up to Margaret Peggy Carter's history. Go ahead, Ethan. Can I can I just verify? So for the people out there who don't know exactly what a scroll is, is and I want to make sure that I have it correct as well, but the scroll, we also met a scroll at the end of... WandaVision. WandaVision, correct? Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. And, so and they're the green Captain people, Marvel. and yep. the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home that Talos was was impersonating Nick Fury all along. Hopefully, just in that one movie, and that's yeah. why I think Sharon's a scroll because they want you to have this thought of anybody in the MCU could have been a scroll at any point. But if you do it with Tony Stark or you do it with somebody that was actually like somebody we love, then it's not really going to work. So that's why Sharon's the best one. Um, Mark says, I used to play the Elder Scrolls. Is that the same thing? Uh, can you remove him from the show for just a few minutes, please? That was, uh, that was, that was a bad joke. Um, let's move on to our next topic. Uh-oh, we kicked our tech guy out. Um, uh, I think we got James that can help us out as well, but we don't need to spend any more time on Sharon Carter uh, as well. Um, but I do want to get everybody's thoughts on this, and I do want to start with Brian Ferguson, please. The... Um, so let's let's get it out of the way. I wish Sam had delivered this without the goggles on. It was a little bit distracting. Um, but Sam gives a Captain America level speech. He says we can do better. Talks to the senator of being told, talked down to of, of you don't understand and, and brings it back. We're finally on the same playing field. And as Ethan said or as Dwayne said earlier, it was a little bit on the nose. It was a little bit cheesy. But I think they needed to get that message out there so people couldn't couldn't mince words. Was there anything, Brian Ferguson, in this speech that that moved you at all? Um, I mean, I thought it was a good speech. I, I thought that it went on and on a little too too much. I think he could have got his point across and uh, and and maybe not drug it drug it out so long. It seemed like a ten minute speech to me, but it was like what two minutes. It, was, um, it, it went on for about 30 seconds longer than I thought it would have. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I don't think it was terrible, but I just, I think it, I think they could have done better. <laughs> Bucky Bucky saying, sorry, I was texting. All I heard was a black guy in Stars and Stripes was, was good for me. <laughs> Dwayne, how about you? Yeah, that was a good line. Uh, I mean, exactly what you said. You know, it was directly on the nose. It was exactly what you expected. Um, you know, I thought there were some good points. You know, obviously – you know, they were doing the whole thing where as he's speaking uh, to the senator, the world's watching. You know, Isaiah Bradley is obviously watching. That was the uh, best part for me. Yeah, when, when exactly. We see Isaiah's reaction. Exactly. Yeah. And and for me, too, um, that part. And then the other thing that really jumped out at me in that scene, you, you just said, you know, the whole line that Bucky, you know, did there. Right after that, he pats him on the back and says, nice job, Cap. And I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't nice job, Sam. He is Captain America. Exactly. But it was nice job, Cap. I just think that was a cool moment because it was like, you know, again, reaffirming that moment. Mark Valentine. I saw you agreed with me about removing the goggles. I wish they had done that. Yeah, it was the only thing. The, The costume choice on it got a little distracting. I, I think that if he was in the moment, I mean, just, uh, uh, maybe they told him to do that, but from an acting standpoint, I think anyone who would have been impassioned would have probably have taken the goggles off and in that moment 
and probably like pulled back, pulled back the hood. Other than that, like the, the message landed for me. This is, uh, this is what the, the show had been building for was, was that monologue and it, it landed. I have nothing bad to say about it. They wanted to tell a story about race in America and without being so on the nose, I think some people might've missed the point. And uh, I think they had to say what they had to say. I, I enjoyed it. Marky Mark, how about this for you? I think it was a great speech, um, but I think they should have looked at T'Challa when he was speaking at the United Nations in Black Panther, when you you just see him. You don't see him in the Black Panther costume. That's why I agree with you, Brian, that he should have taken the goggles off. We should have seen Sam Wilson, a man at that point. Um, and I think the speech would have gone a little better. I think it could have been trimmed. The point was there. The message was there. But I definitely found myself at one point going, that was a good speech. Oh, it's still going. So, yeah. Ethan, how about you? Uh, yeah, it could have been a little bit shorter. However, uh, and, and I think it was you, Brian, who said that you saw this as the moment, like, earlier when you saw him come in with the shield and the, the new suit as Captain America. This was the moment that I saw Sam as Captain America. This was the first time I think I ever saw him as Captain America. Um, I think you that were waiting for that moment. Was this a big enough moment for you this, to get there? This was, yeah, this was the moment for me. Okay. This was the moment when, when he, you know, said that we can do better. I, I sort of looked at that message and thought, you know, I think that's true. I think we could all do a little bit better. And I, I, it landed with me. I saw this as the moment that he became Captain America in my mind. There was the cheesy line, like that's Cap, that's Captain America, and it's not the Falcon. Like it was cheesy. I agree, Dwayne, but it was what needed to be said. It was a very like spot on type of writing that I think was well deserved and well warranted. But it it tackled a lot of different issues within that speech, and yeah, it was a little long, but. It was it was really well said and really well put together by someone who understands the psyche of a lot of different people has dealt with a lot of different people and I think that uh, he he nailed it he did a really great job and like I said it was a little long but overall this this is the moment that I knew I was like all right yeah I guess I could see him as my Captain America now when we talk about how long it is I go back and I listen to it and I don't know what we removed from it I think everything that was in there needed to be in there so that's part of why I don't want to be too critical. Um, but in the same way that Steve Rogers was very much everything America used to be and yet nothing America used to be is Sam Wilson is what we want America to be yep. um, and, right. and, and what America can be. Um, so just all those things and we need to get it to come together. Um, and it was it was it was a powerful speech. Um, but let's move on to our, our next topic. Um, we'll start with uh, with Dwayne on this next one. And it's Zemo gets the last shot. Um, like I said, we get him being loaded into the raft, and I'm thinking, oh, no, they're going to the raft. A, that's where Zemo is. I don't want these people back. I don't want them in the Thunderbolts. And then we see, for lack of a better term, I don't know his name, so I'm going to call him Alfred. And he blew up He blew up the shield, and, and Zemo's got a look on his face. Um, did you see it coming, Dwayne? I, I didn't. I, I was the same way. I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to the raft. And I thought the same kind of thing. Is that going to be part of the Thunderbolts? But I liked that they blew him up, to be honest with you. Um, I looked the guy's name up. It looks like it was Olsnick or something like that, the butler. And um, 
I thought the best part of the whole scene was not actually for Alfred. So yeah, (laughs) was not them blowing up. The best part of the scene for me was them showing Zemo as he heard it and him sitting down and laying back in the bed. I thought that was priceless. That to me, that was like his little, uh, you know, got him. (laughs) I love love Zemo. Well, Zemo doesn't get the credit from the news organizations, but he does get the credit from Contessa Valentina Allegra, DeFontaine, and she is in the chambers of of Congress. We'll move on to our next topic, and she's talking to John Walker's wife, and she's talking about how hard it is for him to put his helmet on, Um, but she she wants us to think she didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Um, She didn't if the Thunderbolts and the Dark Avengers are going to exist separately. But if she if if she's going to take the place of Thunderbolt Ross, then I think the Dark Avengers Zemo we're going to see. John Walker and, and Zemo come together again. Brian, as a comic book reader, far more even than myself, um, are you excited about the future of U.S. Agent? Yes. What about that suit? That suit was fantastic. It's the same, except it's black. Oh, yeah, but it's black. It's like seeing black, <laughs> the black suit of Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> that, that's, it's a beautiful suit. I want one just like it. So uh, the I, I, I'm yeah. very excited about it. The difference between the Dark Avengers and the Thunderbolts, uh, Thunderbolts is very much villains doing dirty work to basically shorten their sentence. Dark Avengers is just doing things that the regular Avengers can't be seen doing. Things that Bucky would do for Captain America because Captain America can't do it, like busting Zemo out of prison. Um, Mark Valentine, U.S. agent. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. So here's here's a hot take. I uh, I'm really excited. I think that he played his part to perfection. Uh, I didn't like a lot of the stuff that he said early on, like as as an actor saying he didn't he's never seen a Marvel movie like that kind of that kind of stuff. Just uh, maybe it just added to our our hatred of him and the character. I, he but, was he was playing a role, man. Yeah, he was playing I mean, the wrestling heel. Well, here's well here's the claps to that. Kudos, kudos to him. He played he played his role well. He played us like a fiddle. Uh, he as as an actor, it's hard to not respect the, the skills. He did his job as an actor, which. He made us hate him. He made us not welcome him in. And then I think these last two episodes, he he's doing the turn well. I mean, with the writing that he's been given, he, he started the turn well. I'm excited for U.S. Agent. Uh, I'm in. James says he'd be more excited if it was Mr. Fredrickson. Um, I don't think it's the last time we're going to hate John Walker. Um, I think part of him being an anti-hero is he's going to do things that we don't necessarily like. Uh, Marky Mark, you hated him more than anybody on this panel from the get-go of how dare you stand where he stood. Have you come around on John Walker? Are you ex- at least excited? I'm not, I don't love John Walker. I love what the future of John Walker can be. That's where I'm at. I, uh, I think, Brian, you're the reason I started to change my viewpoint on him when he was delivering his uh, speech to the Senate when he was saying, you made me like all this i i think that's when i started to turn on him i still go with the sam line of oh now we're supposed to be cool just like that mm-hmm. so and bucky um, bucky was cool with him almost immediately giving him crap for quoting lincoln and yeah it was interesting i i, I think bucky was okay with him i don't think but i mean you know bucky has seen a lot so if anyone knows about needing forgiveness or like a second chance buck will you know but um I'm excited. I think it will be a better character story where we go with him now. His character was definitely rushed. 
as an actor, he did the best that he could with the character, but it's like one episode, hey, this is who you're going to be. Next episode, we're going to go ahead and hurry up and like evolve your character to this. And then the next episode, we're going to do this. It's a big jump again. And I just felt like they kept taking out. So like with his storylines, it went A and then C. Don't worry about B. We'll just piece it together. So, but I'm excited to see where he goes from here. I think it will be a better character development from whatever the next adventure is for him. I would have appreciated this being a post-credit scene rather than being in the middle of the episode. I think the only reason it was in the middle of the episode was so Val, don't call her Val, uh, could give Zemo the credit for blowing it up right on the spot. I think that's the only reason it wasn't a post-credit scene. I wish it had been. Um, but other than that, I'm very excited about the future of both Val and, and John Walker and what that could mean. Um, well, let's move on to our next topic and we'll start. Um, we'll start with Dwayne on this one, Isaiah Bradley. We talked about it. He was watching this. Sam comes to visit and Sam takes him back to the Smithsonian for what is a ending. It's just like in Captain America, the first Avenger. I wish the movie had ended with the kid carrying the trash can lid with the star on it being the shield. I wish we had ended the show on the statue of Isaiah Bradley, but we still needed that, that, that Louisiana party, but the Isaiah Bradley stuff, Dwayne, how did that, how did that go for you? Yeah, that was probably another one of my favorite moments of the whole, the whole episode um, was, you know, obviously like we talked about Isaiah watching the speech, then him coming to see Isaiah, them talking. Uh, when Isaiah tells him when they're there at the house, he says, you're special. You know, I thought that was cool. He was like, you know, you're special. He says, thank you. You know, and then he says, you know, you're not Mandela. You're not <laughs> Malcolm. But, uh, you know, I just thought that was good. And then them going and sh and him seeing all that. And then the look on Isaiah's face and that hug and that embrace. I'm like you. That was that was the time for it to be. That was the end. You know, that, that would have been perfect. But I loved it. Ethan, how about you? Um. I really didn't have much different to say here than Dwayne. I, it definitely was a, a touching moment. That's for sure. It, you know, I think uh, paying testament to someone that had done it before and didn't get the credit and, and putting it up there to, for everyone to see was very important. Brian, were you excited to have Isaiah Bradley in this show? Yes. Yeah, I liked it, uh, especially uh, in this episode where he's moving the trees He's just yeah. grabbing them and sitting just lifts them. Yeah, forks. you forget he's a super and soldier, like, and then he looks like, at you. Give that man a suit. Let's put him in the game. That's <laughs> right. how I feel about it. But they didn't. So whatever. I hope I'm that fit when I'm that age. Right. <laughs> I hope I'm that fit now, and I'm not that either. Uh, Marky Mark, Isaiah Bradley. Good to see him one last time. What I assume is the last time. I. He is arguably one of the best parts of the show. Um, he is, if he doesn't get any kind of award recognition for his role, when, when he it's shakes, not, I don't think he was in it enough. There's a, there's a guest, there's a guest cat category. Um, he's got to be in there for something. I, when he shakes Sam's hand and thanks him, and then he drops that hard outer shell and hugs him and you see like the tear about to start and then yeah. he has the shakes like bravo to the actor bravo carl, to the carl lumley 
Thank you. Bravo to him and the commitment to the character. Each scene he's in, Anthony Mackie steps back and lets him own the scene. And there's a reason for that. It's because Isaiah's story is something that needs to be told. It is one of the biggest stories that need to be told on the show. And it is one of the few storylines that didn't get shortchanged. Um, I love that Sam had that part of the exhibit put in what I wish it kind of looked like it wasn't unveiled yet to the public. I wish maybe there would have been a kid looking up at the statue or something and having some kind of moment of it. And then maybe looking at Isaiah, Isaiah or something. I just wish some kid would have been looking at the statue and then looked at Isaiah and had a connection. You just saw the young um, generation looking at Isaiah, looking at the statue going, wait, what's this history? Just some kind of moment like that. I wish we could have walked off with, but I love Isaiah. If we don't get more of it in future adventures, if him and Sam aren't still connecting, I think it's a missed opportunity. Eli, Eli Bradley's going to come back. There was a reason. Um, I like that we got to see Isaiah's reaction to the statue before we ever saw the statue. That really worked well for me. I really liked that. Mark Valentine, go ahead. Yeah, I like Mark and Mark said, and you, you kind of alluded to this, I, f I felt like the last shot should have been in that museum. What I would have really liked was to start with the statue and then move past and pan past the statue and then see a picture of, of Sam on the wall with with some kind of notation of like the new the next generation of captain america like i i didn't need the louisiana party and that was oh that i was, did because it gave me my favorite scene of the whole show that was my that was my complaint i i called I it i called Brian. it my return of the jedi moment but um, I don't know, it fell flat for me I, I I liked I needed to see Sam and Bucky actually being together and being friends. I, yeah. I, I I needed that last one. Them looking out on the and we'll move on to that that next topic of, of them staring out. But like I said, it gave me my favorite scene of when Sam or when when Bucky is just sitting there flirting with Sarah and the kids are just hanging on his arm and he doesn't even notice. Like I loved that so much. Like I am here for for Sam or for Bucky and Sarah. And they end the show by changing the title of the show to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I think it'd be really cool if they did Captain America and the White Wolf. Yes. That would have been really, really, yes. that would have been yes. amazing. Um, but Captain America and the Winter, Winter Soldier works for me. If there is a season two, that's what it's going to be called. They both give it here at the end. And then after the credits, before we get the Sharon Carter uh, stuff, it, you see it in the, more in the logo. The name change was just mwah, chef's kiss. It was it was it was beautifully executed, and they're no longer just coworkers, but they're they're friends. Um, so, gentlemen, we'll go kind of around the box one more time. Give us any wrap up thoughts you have on the episode, on the series, and we'll talk about some news that broke on Friday after it after it dropped. But we'll start with uh, Mr. Dwayne Willie. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll be quick. Um, you guys know I probably out of everybody, I'm, it sounds like I probably liked it more than everybody else, but uh, I know everybody enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it from start to finish. There was some flaws. I get it. I enjoyed the redemption story um, for uh, Bucky, uh, you know, obviously all the way to his uh, final scene when he goes to see Mr. Nakajima. Um, that whole part. I, I wish I liked. we'd seen that in full. I wish we would have yeah. seen that conversation, but seeing Mr. Nakajima smile yeah. was, was really great. Yeah, it was good. So I enjoyed his redemption story. I enjoyed 
Sam becoming Captain America. I like seeing them progress through the season. And the underlying story that we knew right from the very beginning of, you know, uh, society and the, and the race issue, I thought that that part of this show was handled really, really well uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, I liked the perspective that Isaiah Bradley had early on. Uh, Sam's perspective maybe being a little different. His sister Sarah's. You know, the different perspectives from each person. And then the final wrap-up of that, um, I enjoyed it. So for me, it was a great series. You know, I can I can do away with the things that maybe I didn't like. That's fine. There's something in almost every movie that I don't like, but I enjoyed this. And overall, it was a great. It was great for me. The handling of the race issues, the entire reason this series existed, you couldn't go straight to Captain America and the Winter Soldier without addressing right. without addressing that after Endgame. I agree, Ethan. Overall, uh, Over- any final thoughts? Overall, I I struggled with this series. I thought it had a lot of dialogue. I thought it introduced a lot of people without really giving any particular reason. The, the Flag Smashers just did not click for me. Um, uh, U.S. Agent, I'm sort of excited. I, I sort of wrote down here in my notes, like, U.S. Agent, uh, The White Wolf, and Deadpool. I think that would be such, like, a cool team-up. <laughs> Um, you're sort of alluding to like this group of people who are just kind of like bad, but not bad. Um, and Deadpool to me is one of my favorites and he kind of fits into that sort of category. So it would be kind of cool to see if that ever transpires into anything. But, um, overall, I think this was difficult. This would be a difficult series for someone who's not really into Marvel. Um, but overall, I think. For me, this this series finale, finale actually wrapped up and tied a lot of loose ends, in my opinion. Um, and I would say, if I had to put like a number on it, I think it's like a six and a half out of ten. Like it wasn't great, but it was okay. Marky Mark, I'm sorry, Mark. I can see that look. <laughs> sorry, dude. Man, you just started off so well. I was like, we're gonna be best friends. Maybe we'll just be friends. Nope, okay. we're acquaintances. We're acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Ethan knows I love him. Um, everyone, please check out Ethan on the next episode of United We Fan. I just I don't know when that's going to be done, by the way. That's fine. Not to shout out our show. I hate doing that. I just, for everyone, anyone who thinks with my head shakes at Ethan that I don't appreciate him, I appreciate him so much. Um, so I actually went and watched uh, Teen Wolf because of him <laughs> you all will get that reference soon um but anyways um the show i think it has a great rewatch quality for me i actually enjoyed it watching the episodes back to back like it was a movie um and i loved it are there flaws yes um not many shows don't have them but overall i loved it i loved how it approached certain topics brian knows that I confession didn't being the huge Captain America fan I have am I didn't have a shield. Then watching the show, hearing just the symbolism of what the shield is, the history, it's complicated. Um, I went and I had to buy Sam's yes. shield. <laughs> so this show impacted me in a way that I I appreciate it so much on many different levels. Thank you to the filmmakers, um, everyone behind it, and I will enjoy watching it more and more. 
Will it be my favorite MCU TV show? Who knows? Loki looks pretty fun. Brian knows where it ranks on my Marvel live action shows of all time, but I definitely love it. Brian Ferguson. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and simple. I, I thought it missed the mark on on a lot of lot of different areas. I, it just didn't do it for me. I love I, I was I was excited for it. I think I even told you guys in chat I was very excited uh, for the series. Um, then I was just completely let down. Um, uh, the the storyline could have been a lot better. Uh, I do love Sam Wilson as Captain America. I do love Bucky Barnes, um, and uh, the the story just it it could have been so much better. Uh, they just missed the mark for me. Sarah Williams says there's several opportunities for them to do better. It wasn't horrible, but could have been so much better. Echoing yep. pretty much everything Brian and Ethan both said. Mark Valentine. Yeah, I mean, it's all been said. I, and I, I said this before. I, I dug it. It was like an 8 out of 10 for me. I liked Wanda a lot more because it, Wanda left me more excited for the future. Uh, whereas when Wanda ended, I needed and I, I needed and now I crave Multiverse of Madness. Um, while I'm excited about the announcement that came out after it, uh, I could wait for it. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need it today. Yeah. I don't need it today. Well, that, that announcement that came out on Friday, Captain America four being written by, I should have had that name down. I'm sorry. I don't have it. Um, so by the way, everybody look what came in the mail today. I got dancing <laughs> Zemo socks. I've got dancing Zemo socks. They're amazing. Um, but uh, Malcolm Spellman, the head, the head showrunner, um, is 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 in charge of of being a head writer of Captain America Four, and it's being written by whoever wrote Episode Five, which I know is Marky Mark's favorite episode of the show. Yeah. Um, I can't. I, I apologize for not having that writer's name. So if you're watching, thank you for watching. <laughs> but um, I'm excited for Captain America Four. I'm excited for what that means. I do expect that to be the next time that that Sam Wilson shows up. I Sam Wilson's now above the Ant Man cameos, um, so I'm I, I don't see a place that he shows up unless he shows up with Rhodey in Armor Wars for a little while. I think Bucky will show up in the Thunderbolts at some point. Um, overall, I don't need Captain America for quite as soon as I need. Thor Love and Thunder or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm willing to wait for Captain America 4, but friggin' A, I do love that suit. Um, I'm very excited. So Malcolm Spellman, yeah, he's he's he he was the showrunner. So he's he's working on Cap 4, but that other writer is also is also writing Cap 4 with him. But Malcolm Spellman um is is very much into the character of Sam Wilson. Um but gentlemen, Dallin Musson, thank you so much. This is life for IMDBing while I was speaking. I appreciate that. Um, but gentlemen, unless there's anything else, I think we can sign off for Earth's Mightiest Weirdos for the last time before discussing only the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But by no means is this the end of Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We will be back next Monday night. What are we doing? You're going to have to come back and find out. Loki starts June 11th. Black Widow on July 9th in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on September 3rd. The director 
of The Eternals, which comes out in November, Chloe Zhao won Best Director at the Academy Awards last night, as well as Best Picture for Nomadland and Spider-Man Far From Home in December. Oh, yeah. And What If and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye all coming in 2021. Earth's Mightiest Weirdos is going to have a lot to talk about. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the children. Okay, see you.